Welcome to another episode of Soul Feeling. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And you know, we have a very special topic today. We are talking about the difference between self-discipline and self-suppression. Now, Mm. Kobe, you came across this on the Instagram streets. Mm. Tell us what this is all about. Yeah, shout out to our boy Millard uh, for, re- for posting this and sharing this. Um, right, and so it was on Prince Donnell's Instagram, and he was talking about this book called The Way of a Superior Man. And in that book, I'm going to read a quote. It says, just remember that self-discipline is not self-suppression. Suppression is when you resist and fight against your desires keeping them as buried and unexpressed as possible. Self-discipline is when you, when your highest desire rule your lesser desires, not through resistance, but through loving action grounded in understanding and compassion. I love that. I love that, that um, he said not through resistance, but through understanding and love because a lot of times we will suppress, I don't want to say suppress, we would, people think discipline is like, oh, I'm not going to do this because more so because of fear or something. Because I fear, I fear that I'm going to lose my wife. I fear that I'm going to lose my job. So I'm going to have a self-discipline because I know I want to do this or do that in the future, or I want my life to be like this. But if it's based in love and understanding, it's more of, I'm not going to do this because I love my wife. I'm not going to do this because I care about the community at my job. A lot of times, discipline is is more steeped in fear than it Mm. is in love and understanding. And so I feel like when fear is in the mix, it's a lot of resistance that come with fear, which is, I, I know it's, it could be very similar. It could seem like a very similar concept. It's like, who cares? It's just it's self-discipline anyways. But I think it brings you to a different level when you are acting in love and understanding rather than I'm not doing this because I don't want to mess up something. Mm-hmm. Or I fear you leaving. Like, why don't you just do this because you love me? Man. It's definitely a huge difference when you're moving in love versus when you're moving in fear. Because when you're moving in fear, the decisions that you make a lot of times are not, they're not holistic decisions. You're either thinking about either just yourself, either just the other person that's involved in the equation and completely forgetting about what you actually want. So it's just like when our actions are based in love, whether they're a good, whether it's, whether someone receives them in a negative way or a positive way, if you genuinely did it out of love, you don't have to come back and, um, you know, have that sense of fear. I mean, have that sense of guilt or have that sense of shame. But if you are acting out of a place of fear, that's when I think a lot of times our actions are, are misled or we find ourselves right back in the same place, redoing another situation the same way because it's rooted in that fear 
also it could be um it could also be rooted in like manipulation <laughs> about like in a in a way because you're like I just know there's manipulation that can be tied to your self-discipline. Why really just ask yourself, why are you sustaining yourself from this thing? Is it to is it through is it because of fear? Are you trying to manipulate the situation or someone to work out in your favor? Or is it because you love yourself? Am I making sense? Okay, so you say you're at a job, right? Mm-hmm. you're at a job and you feel a type of way like you want to be a manager at this job right so you don't you restrain from saying how you really feel this is a bad example <laughs> say how you really feel so that you can get up to the next level you're trying to manipulate the situation you like i know if i say this or that that i won't become manager but you're really disciplining yourself not to speak up or speak out because you fear that you're not going to get this position or you fear or you're trying to manipulate the situation. And so and so say you speak up, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't get the position because that just happened. But the truth is, do you love yourself to be at a job that doesn't value your voice? Do you love yourself enough to be at a job that is okay with you being authentically yourself? So it's but like instead, yourself in order to get the things that you, to act the, uh, act the way you think that you're supposed to act to get what you want. Right. Mm. And even though you want to speak out so bad, you stop yourself. But it's that discipline or are you just trying to manipulate a situation no that's oppression i think that's that's oppression i think that's what the whole thing is about because suppression is when you resist and fight against Mm. your desires keeping them Mm. as and unexpressed as possible Mm. i think when you're self-disciplined your highest desires rule your lesser desires and i think that is what is important here understanding having an understanding of a sense of purpose. And I, I was put here on this earth to, you know, pursue this mission or to mm. do this. So if you're understand that, okay, I was meant to be here in, at this job, at, in this position. So I have to speak up. I have to say what's right. I have to speak on this situation because my highest self is telling me to do this because this is what's right. This is the right thing to do. And if you kind of listen to the video um, on Instagram, he talks about that. Depression is when you're on the fence, when you're battling yourself. With, well, should I do this? Should I say this? Should I go here? Should I go there? Should I do this? Should I do that? But self-discipline is you're so sure about whatever it is that you need to do because you know who you are and you know where you stand. I like that. And I guess maybe I was confusing the two. Because mm-hmm. what I guess I was talking about, even though to for most people, you think that that is self-discipline, but really it is what you were you're saying. Confusing is it with yeah. self-suppression. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which we don't want to do self-suppression, right? No. We don't want to well, do that. I think it's twofold. I don't I don't think we should be self-suppressing anything. But I think within self-discipline there comes a certain 
level of knowing the time and the place. It's a timing for everything. And with discipline, with there's also, um, it also ties into being disciplined with your emotions and knowing how to control them in high stressful situations, high heated situations. And um, I even think about myself in relationships and just not seeing it right then and there off because sometimes it could come off really bad and you can't take back certain things that you say. I mean, you can apologize for them, but sometimes things just hit below the belt and it's just like, you don't want to say these or word it that way. And so um, I do think you should speak out in a relationship, in a job and wherever you are that, but I also feel like there's a way to say certain things so that people can recept, be receptive and then I also think sometimes you can't say everything all at once because they won't be able to receive it. So it's like we have to teach people little by little our views maybe sometimes or our what's going on because they're not going to be receptive to it if they're, they're just not mentally there at, at that place. But maybe if you were to come in a, in a compassionate way and with the, through delivering it, you know, in a, a way that's, that's receptive for that person because everybody is different and how you treat each situation is different. And so when you speak out, sometimes I just speak out the way I would want to hear it. Just blunt, here, here's what I think. And then sometimes I'm knowing like, okay, maybe that's not the way I should have said that. And so with self-discipline, being disciplined enough to know how to deliver. It's like if you're a manager and if you were a manager, a manager, like a, a, an employee can do some some ridiculous stuff and you know it was dumb and you know, like, why would you even do that? And so, But you can't, as in this managerial role or in this, you can't come off and just go like you bonehead. Why didn't you, you know, you know better. You have to, it's a way you have to deliver it. And it's a certain code of ethics. So what I'm saying is we have to have this discipline to even be able to express ourselves in a way so that people can receive what we're saying at certain, at certain times. Yeah, there's definitely like a time and place for everything. And we always talk about discernment. And I really feel like, like if we pray before our decisions, and I know mm -hmm. sometimes that we forget, I forget a lot <laughs> to pray before we make it in a, even the smallest decision. Um, mm -hmm. But it really does help. Hmm. Yeah, to um, encourage everybody to go and watch um, Pastor Michael Todd from Transformation Church out in Oklahoma. His last sermon is from uh, July 5th, and he is doing a series on relationship goals. And the topic last week was attraction. And um, talking about self-discipline, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with attraction. And to summarize what he was talking about in this uh, sermon, he said that attraction is uh, neutral, right? It's mm -hmm. something that everybody has. We're all attracted to something, whether it is food, a human being, um, a job, a purse, you know, clothes, whatever, whatever it is. We're all attracted to something. Netflix. <laughs> um, there is something that we're attracted to, right? But he said, number one, attraction is often a distraction. And 
Um, it was pretty funny. During this sermon, he's trying to preach. And they, his, uh, some people keep bringing out cake. So he <laughs> looked like literally stopping his sermon to look at these different cakes. So that was just a visual representation of like, okay, because he's attracted to cake and he loved cake. Every time they bring out a new cake, he stops his sermon and we like, what are you doing? You supposed to be preaching right now, but you talking about looking at cake and talking about cake. So that's number one. Attraction is often a distraction. And then number two, distraction is always, it, distraction leads to inaction. Right. Now you're giving into this distraction and now you've become inactive. Now you're not doing the things that you're um, supposed to be doing. You, you got off track. You've gotten off of line of what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and who you are, whatever role it is that you're supposed to be playing, whether that's a husband, you know, a spouse. I mean, as a spouse, you attracted to this woman. Now you're not doing what you, your fatherly duties or, you know, your womanly, your uh, spousal duties at home because you're attracted mm-hmm. by this, distracted and attracted to this person. You didn't gave in. You're supposed to be eating healthy, doing whatever you're supposed to be doing. And now you didn't stop over here at uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, Girl, that, I eat Chick-fil-A every day. Chick-fil-A. Oh, that's my favorite distraction right here. Right? I, and what I do, I tell myself, I'm just going to get a kid's meal. I'm going to just get a kid's meal. It's like, it's not as bad. Uh, <laughs> I get fries. Right. I get fries, ice cream, sometimes the nuggets. Just distracting us and taking us away from our goal. Um, what is the last thing he said? Attraction is powerless. So it becomes powerless whenever you don't give into that action or whenever you don't give your attention to that thing. But this is what I really wanted to point out that I thought was just so like amazing that he pointed out. So he talked about David, but he gave, you know, talked about a story that we really don't hear much about. So good old David. Okay, so David was supposed to go to war, but he, for some reason, didn't want to go, and he sent some other people, right? So Mm -hmm. one day, he's at home, and he's looking out the window and noticed, the Bible said he just noticed a woman, right, out in the garden doing some stuff, doing some work. So he sends his guards to go get this woman. And they bring her up and basically they have sex and, you know, had this relationship. Fast forward, the woman gets pregnant. Okay. So just in hindsight, if David had went off to war, none of this stuff would have happened. He never would have noticed this woman. He never would have, you know, had a sexual relationship with her and gotten her pregnant. Now it's a part two. So I don't know what happens after that. You know, whether his attraction turned into some satisfaction or whether, you know, that worked out. But the point is here is that sometimes your attraction can turn into a contraction and sometimes your attraction can turn into subtraction. So sometimes, you know, if we give into, you know, whatever it is and we're not disciplined enough, then it could subtract some things from our life. It could take away from our family, it could take away our job, it could take away our car, our house, whatever it is, you know, that we're supposed to have. It could take away an opportunity, you know, that we were supposed to get. So mm. all that to say that we really have to, you know, like attraction is going to happen. 
right? Mm -hmm. But we have to know how to say no. We have to know how to be disciplined enough to say, you know what, I have a bigger purpose. I have a bigger, my life is more meaningful than me giving in to this minor, you know, this temporary satisfaction and to really stay on track and to stay on path to what it is that we're supposed to be doing. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I couldn't agree with you more because that's exactly what it is. And you use that same formula all the way across the board. No matter what it is that you're, whether it's your health, right now this time has taught us more than ever to become healthier. This is not a time to be in fear. It's a time to actually use our resources, and and that's what it it all boils down to. Is when it, when we're trying not to get distracted, it's like we have to we have to become. It sounds like so simple because it is. We have to become smarter. Once you become smarter and more wiser with the decisions that we make, whether that's like with health, because right now it's not the time, like I was saying, to live in fear. When you look around us, it's like, okay, let me get wiser. What can I do on a day-to-day basis that's going to strengthen my immune system to make sure that I'm healthy enough so that I don't, you know, and of course, take the proper precautions, the actions, not put yourself in certain places. Like these are all decisions that have to be made so that you're looking for the overall picture, which is good health and, you know, long life. And so when we have the end goal, not even the end goal, but a bigger, like you said, a bigger picture in mind for my relationship, okay, I want the end goal, happiness, family, unity, uh, prosperity, financial growth, and generational wealth, then, you know, you're not going to spend frivolously. You're not going to make selfish purchases. If you say you want to leave you know, money for your kids, 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 then, you know, you have to be strategic in how you're going to do that. And, and if, even if you don't know how to do it now, you have to even be, be, be open to learning how to do that and be disciplined more so into figuring out and finding resources and researching different things that we've never done before. So it does go, um, it just boils down to once we learn, we don't go back and do certain things that we know aren't going to fuel that bigger purpose that we have. Yes. Or that. that and also knowing and understanding that sometimes one decision can lead to another bad decision and another bad decision. Because also the other thing I want to point out is he just noted like, so for, first, the first decision was he didn't go to war. Right. And then he just mm. noticed, noticed <laughs> And the reason why I'm putting emphasis on the notice is because I'll even say this. Um, I'm so embarrassed about this. But y'all, Twitter. Twitter is so bad. Like, I remember at one point, I had to delete Twitter off my phone because I could just be on Twitter and just (laughs) see a video. And then it'll prompt me to go to... uh, Pornhub and now I'm on, you know, Pornhub Matt. Now I'm Girl, Twitter is definitely and, the you know, and it's a, now I'm feeling ashamed about myself. And I could have <laughs> sitting there five minutes, you know, ten minutes doing something else that was productive for myself. You know, but it's but it's, in all seriousness, it's so easy for you to just notice mm-hmm. you could be yeah. you know, on anything on the internet, just scroll, you could be watching TV and just notice, ooh, they starting to kiss or ooh, you know, so we just have yeah. to <laughs> be mindful of how we're spending um our idle time i guess i'll say that Mm. or be mindful of 
you know, where our mind goes when we're doing certain things because it's so easy to be like, ooh, you know, I'm going to go this way home because it's a Chick-fil-A on that route. You know, I'm going back to the food thing and I'm just going to slide in and then, you know, just keep on going. Like, it's only going to take a few minutes, you know? It's going to be real quick, you know? Right. So it's so easy to just steer off of track and to keep continuing to do that. And it just leads you into this place where you just never, you know, really recover from. Yeah. I think that's why it's very important to keep like, um, for me, like on Twitter, I I saw those videos popping up on my damn Twitter and I'm like, (laughs) I immediately blocked those people. Like I, I really do. Or the people who, not even the, I don't want to say block, I usually hide it or like, I don't want to see, let's see if you were posting this. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't want to, there's some things I don't want to think about. If there's things that I know, and I, I don't think this is always good, but if there's things I know that trigger me to fall back into something, I hide it, I mute it, and I fill myself with even more like, inspirational things yeah and that could be a that could be a help because i mean the bible says lead yourself not into temptation and i mean i guess there's so much that goes with it what temptations are around you what is is it your bed is the bed for me because i love to just wake up and start working but when i sit up and i'm at a desk or i'm outside then i'm more productive and so Mm. It's just what are the things that are around that are causing this temptation? And then also I like like um I think in another podcast we were talking about the difference between impulse and, t- and intuition. Mm-hmm. And it just goes back to what Jasmine was saying about our feelings and taking our time. Ooh, I see this thing. Let me call what's his name up so he could fulfill this need. Girl. No, I see this thing. I really want to call so and so. Is that really important? Should I really do that? Right. Let me call my friends instead so they could talk talk me out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Girl, the pads. Look, ooh, look at these shoes. Girl, I was, I was just, oh, you know, I'm supposed to be researching for the podcast and I didn't see an ad and now I didn't bought some shoes, a purse, and a whole outfit. Because <laughs> you can't get the purse without the shoes without the outfit. Oh my God. They got the so whole thing. Oh my God. And it was on yeah. sale too. It was on sale. Yeah. The emails, it did also- the emails they be coming through. Major sale. Okay. <laughs> they they the come with the for me. <laughs> oh. Girl. <laughs> hey, we're power in marketing. That's, we need to take that too. For no, for real. Because it just went up. Honestly, these boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're cute. They're showing up for the past. Good. Those are cute. Years. Though. Those are cute. I know they're cute though. <laughs> but that's I waited until I got exactly what I wanted. Good. You mm. waited. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's a lesson in it. You waited until you got exactly what you wanted. I got. I think that's I really wanted thing. it. My my views are are like. I think we definitely should should put. We have to look at okay when you think about the structure or the um, the boundaries that we put in place I don't know how I don't know that we're going to be perfect in fulfilling them 365 days a week yeah (laughs) 
and we just have to we have to come into reality with that like with that being said like okay I understand that you will not be perfect but it takes me back to the saying of and I said this in the elevation plug but not on our actual podcast but the term of how to eat an elephant and in the book they talk they discussed um a lot of people we and I've heard this saying before how to eat an elephant and it never stuck out stood out to me until I read it in this book because he was saying a lot of people a lot of times we try to overachieve and when we try to overachieve like this is why we don't reach a lot of the goals that we want from fitness goals and this was the book example he read in the said in the book and he said that um will you'll see a person they'll go in these crash diets um and they'll do an extreme strenuous workout like you know workout high intensity like they never worked out and he said maybe a week if they reach a week or could even be up to like three to four days because they'll burn themselves out and so it's when when trying to reach a milestone it's not about burning yourself out it's not about going as hard as you can for that one day that two day and then three days you gas now you're like oh i need to take a week break because <laughs> i was tired i was tired and so and that's what tends to happen when we burn ourselves out like we just go hard for for like two or three days and then you you like you know what i deserve a break after i went that hard you start justifying i need you you worked hard for this break and then that break kind of you know lasts a little bit too long and before you know it you're back in the same routine that you've been in so what he suggested that we do to avoid trying to be an overachiever he was saying how do you eat an elephant you were going to eat an elephant you wouldn't just go overachieve and just like force your force feed yourself to eat it all at one time you would most likely be sick you could even possibly yeah and so um so you would eat it a little bite by bite by bite little bit by bit by bit and so think about anything that you do in life like with health you change one little minor lifestyle tweak two little minor lifestyle tweaks and that can make a drastic transformation over your life over the span of time so i think one thing we have to stop trying to do is trying to make these we want everything done in a short amount of time but being okay with the long extensive time that it takes to reach the goal because the it's better to do it bit by bit and build on a strong foundation versus trying to get it all at once and just as fast as we attained it we could potentially lose it so it's just being okay with that that process that that it takes to to reach the goal also i would say with this it like kind of ties hand in hand with distractions and burnout um because like sometimes your distractions can play a role in your burnout i realized you know in order for me to get the apartment i want is i'm going to have to have a higher income so lately i've been taking on so many different projects like my job on top of extra social media jobs on top of extra social media jobs on top of applying for other jobs and what i realized at the end of the day I have not been able to work on soul feeling the way I want to. I haven't been able to work on YouTube the way I want to and, and um, just other things. And so that also took me through, well, the what's the bigger reason you want to even move out? I want a nice environment for me to thrive in 
so I can do what I want to do. So filling YouTube, I want to film the podcast in my new apartment, all these things. And so what I'm saying is though I am on the right track um, to be able to get the apartment I want, keep in mind, like some of these things are going to have to fall off once I get there. I'm not going to, once I land my job, I'm not going to be still pulling for those other jobs. Now I'm going to resert my, revert my energy into what I actually wanted it for. And I think a lot of times we have so many, we're trying to get to a goal, especially if it's like a financial goal, we're trying to get to a goal, but we've taken on all these other distractions to get there when it's not a part of our purpose, if that makes sense. And so sometimes, you know, you're taking on other things that really don't make sense for your purpose. Um, but sometimes it does make sense at the time to get to another place you want to be, if that makes sense. So just being aware of like, you can get burnt out because you're not actually focused on what you actually want to do. But instead you have taken on so many other tasks um, to get where you want to be as well. I don't know if that makes sense. I just want everyone to be cognizant and like strategical about what they're taking on in their lives because um, I have a plan for why I'm taking on all these extra jobs. I'm saving money for my furniture. I'm just saving money for the next six months so I don't go into my savings. But sometimes you could get lost in the sauce. I'm like, oh, well, let me just continue to get more money, get money, more money when you could actually be getting more money from doing what God told you to do mm-hmm. uh, and what will make you happy in your purpose. So I love how you put that in a plan. That's basically what you created, a plan. And that's what I think we have to be more cognizant of doing in um, being self-disciplined so that we don't get burnt out. It's having a plan. Because if you're finding yourself and you're feeling like I'm just doing meaningless work, I'm working, working day in, day out, but I don't have an aim that I'm, you know, reaching for. And I love how you said, like, I'm working because I'm strategically trying to get furniture or because I'm, you know, want to have my six months saved up. Like, and then you have your exit strategy. Like, okay, once I reach here, then I'm going to, you know, shed off certain things. So it's done very strategically. And I think we can all take note and use that in every aspect of our lives. Like, we have to adjust according to where we are and where, we, where we're planning to be. But um, I think you also, what you hit on a good thing was um, seasons. Because every season will be different. And we may have to take on some extra, you know, things that we 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 need to to achieve our goal and, and having that self analysis and being able to see that like, okay, I want to achieve this goal, so I have to do this for me. I have to do this so that I can reach there and it's gonna take some extra things and just, you know, mustering up the courage and, and you know, because a lot of times when we think we're going after our dreams, we think it's gonna be like, you know, I'm only going to do things I'm passionate about and that I love and, you know, things that make me happy. But sometimes, and I'm not saying do things that don't make you happy, but I'm saying sometimes you may have to do things too in order to get to that piece. And sometimes, a lot of times, it becomes a building block or a stepping stone to um, actually teaching you or you getting a lot of tools and knowledge that you can later apply to your purpose. It all kind of always comes full circle and connect the dots so it's kind of like yeah no go i think you just really have to be honest with yourself you know having an actual a goal actual goal that you're going to go after there's been 
so many times where, you know, for years I've been saying I wanted to get this specific apartment, but I, my actions did not align with mm. my, my ultimate goal. How am I supposed to get this apartment when <laughs> my salary is this much, you know? So, mm. so now I have to reevaluate my actions to say, Hey, I have to make more money. In order to pay off my debt, I have to do the things I can do to make more money so I can put money towards that debt or in order to invest in my business and stuff like that. And so actually looking at your your goal and being like, okay, I have to get to this and this is how, and I'm going to have to change my lifestyle. That's when real change is going to happen um, for sure. And, and that's just how it is. It's not until when Kobe said it a long time ago, like in the beginning of 2020 or and the end of 2019, you have to be tired and fed up and where you're at or so uncomfortable that you just have to move forward. Yeah. And unless um, you'll be stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but our life, you don't want to be stuck. You don't want to be stuck anywhere. You want to keep pressing forward. Um, and when it comes to like these different distractions and stuff like that, self-discipline and to refrain from burnout, actually, I believe it is self-discipline because you're able to prioritize what you need to do. When you're burnt out, you're just desperate. I'm trying to do this, I'm doing, trying to do that. But when you're self-disciplined, you're like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to focus on this. And then between this time, I'm gonna do this. And then this time, this time I'm gonna do this. But like you said, we're human. And we mess up a lot. So we have to give ourselves grace at at the end of the day and get right back on track. And get right back on track. That's what it's about. That is exactly what it's about. Just that ability to get back on track and know what track you're on. Because a lot of times we don't, we can't get back on track because we don't even have a track created, planned out, mapped out. So we don't even know you know, where are we going? So having that vision, you know, taking the time out to actually see a vision, see something, plan something as to what you want in your life in the next year or the next two years or five years or 10 years is really good to have plans. And I think, I think that's, that will make a huge, huge difference. It will give your life so much more meaning, so much more purpose if you have a plan as to where we want to go and where we want to be and what we want to do and mapping it out <laughs> mapping it out yeah. um something a few things y'all said that my mind is just oh my gosh it's just running okay so i want to talk about self-discipline and willpower because i know a lot of times when we think about self-discipline we think about having the willpower to wake up at 4 a.m work out eat a breakfast go to work you know come home spend time with our family our kids and then work on our side business and then you know uh pray meditate and then do the same thing all over again right Mm -hmm. we think about it in that way which can lead to eventually a burnout because you know when you're starting Mm -hmm. something like that and you're just thinking that willpower is the answer then three weeks down the line you back to doing the same thing sitting on the couch watching netflix you know waking up at eight o'clock you know just going straight to work not having any kind of routine or whatever right Mm -hmm. i think like you were saying having a plan 
but also what's the word i want to say we're going to call it self-acceptance is um i feel goes hand in hand with self-discipline because i think a lot of times we um guilt ourselves for eating that tub of ice cream or for falling off track or like you say you know it's not we're not going to be perfect 365 days a year right Mm -hmm. So instead of guilting yourself and then never picking yourself back up and doing what it is, you know, getting back on track, I think we have to um, have a sense of self-acceptance, but not in a way that says, okay, I'm a fat ass and I'm just going to always be a fat ass and I'm never going to change and that's just it. No, right. Knowing, like you said, Tiff, earlier, um, this is what triggers me. Okay. I, I like, I give into my cravings. You know, when I'm stressed, I eat. When I am stressed, I, you know, I like to work out or whatever it is, you know, just knowing how stress and how people and how attraction and how things affect you and accepting that and, you know, just having a plan geared around, okay, when I get into stressful situations, instead of, you know, binge eating, I am going to you know turn that energy into something creative or into something else you know whenever I'm attracted to another woman I'm scrolling through Instagram and you know or texting that person or you know DMing that person or going out to eat with that person I am going to spend time with my family so part one self-acceptance and understanding that and then part two for me would be turning that energy into something else, something positive. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes I think like it can come to a point where you're, where you have to sit your ass down. Like mm-hmm. you have to, sometimes burnout is God telling you to sit and reevaluate. If we go back to our podcast about silence, you know, at the end of the day, there's some things like you just don't know what to do. So you have to be still and listen to what God wants you to do. Like, slow down. Because burnout comes from basically, I feel like, not trusting God's plan for your life. Because you're trying to fix everything for yourself. At the end of the day, things are happening. Miracles, miracles aren't heavy work. It's a miracle. You hear a lot of people say, I was listening, to, I was listening to my brother. He was like, this ain't me. This is God. I was listening to Elaine Winterworth. I believe that's her name, um, who wrote More, More Than Enough. She said, this isn't me. This was God. Even though they put in work, at the end of the day, these crazy, amazing things that are happening to people, we have little to do with it. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, I just feel like, we have to be more still and listen and then go and then walk where God's telling us to go. Um, and sometimes I think a burnout or a disappointment or a heartbreak gives you that time to, whew, what am I doing? Where do I need to go? How can I be happy in this moment, even though I'm not where I want to be? There was this, um, I think, I don't know who said it. It was basically the same saying, like, it's like, or anxiousness is between the person you are and the person you want to be. Because 
between those two things, you're like, mm. how am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do yeah, that. Right. Need to do that. But how it goes back to our last podcast, how can I be happy right here during and when I get there? Because if you're not happy right here where you're at in this moment, you're going to be happy right here when you get who you want to be. It doesn't make sense. It, it just doesn't work like that. And so I think we have to really focus on like being happy in every situation. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. I think you hit on it too. Um, because what I was trying to say with the willpower and everything, I feel like too sometimes with it, we have this idea of what a self-discipline or a good person is supposed to look like. So we just mm-hmm. feel like a good person or, you know, a successful person or this idea of who we should be is one who is, you know, self-disciplined has willpower, who's on track, who's denying their desires, who's cutting off everything, suppressing, you know, and doing the right thing, saying the right thing, being, you know, and that is, I feel like what you're saying is leading to that burnout. But, um, yeah, no, I think we have to scratch all of that tape, say, okay, change our perspective of what self-discipline and what this idea of a good person and who we should be looks, what that looks like. Yeah. It's look different for everybody. Everybody is not going to be that, you know that exactly. like that yeah and um i will never forget and that's why i was saying uh, while i was getting more so self-discipline is prioritizing your time because it doesn't mean i have to do back to back every day sometimes like jazz said there is a season for that sometimes you gotta get out there and get it but at the same time i will never forget what hey friend hey said on the friend zone podcast she was basically saying she lives her life like like she doesn't work hard. Like she works hard, but she doesn't bank on just working hard because she manifested a life or made a life to where she doesn't have to work hard, but she still is able to do her job and live a great life and make money. But it's just like, I think, we think we have to do all these crazy things or be super self-disciplined mm-hmm. and blah, 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 so we can get to this place like don't can't stop won't stop but i want to manifest a life where yeah. you know yes i might have to work hard here and there and stuff like that but i want to work hard and i also want to enjoy my family i also want to travel i also want to be sane and balanced i don't i don't want mm-hmm. to I don't, I don't care about being, I, I do this, I do that, I do that. I care about, yeah, I spend my time filming this podcast and I spent the rest of the day <laughs> reading a book, <laughs> making a smoothie, chilling. Like, I want a life like that. I mean, it might be some more stuff towards that, but I want it to be, I want it to be, I want to create a life of smoothness. Mm-hmm. When, and when I, I absolutely think that's that's self-discipline in and of itself like I think we just have to be more and like Kobe was saying self-discipline is going to look different for us all and I think it's more so about figuring out what works for you and then like you were saying Tiffany everything has that season like so when everything has a season it will allow you to really just 
because there are going to be some seasons where certain things deserve a little bit more energy in your life and more of your time, more of your effort, more of your studies, more of your whatever the case may be. Then there could be other seasons in your life. And these seasons could be from week to week basis, from a month to month basis or for a year span. You don't know. But it's like we definitely have to take an account for along the journey. And I just think about the best way I can think about it is my financial journey. And the reason why I, I like to use that one is because I just seen the transformation at one point. It's like I know we we just mentioned how we want to get to a point where life is like where you waking up and it's a breeze and but until you but I think I believe until you build to get to that point you have to you have to go through a season a stage to build your life so that it can basically run for you and what I mean by that going back to finances so it was a point I had to work really hard and I had to make my budget and learn different words about budgeting and learn different things about how to spend and how to pay off the, uh, this credit card and that credit card and now how to use your money in different investment vehicles and um but that took a lot of learning but now that i know a general basis of knowledge i don't feel like i have to work as hard for my finances to be as crisp by the end of, on a month-to-month -month basis and so and now it's like instead of I was living in decrease, it's like now it's an increase. But it took it took <coughs> that season of learning several financial books, reading, you know, different books a month. And but now I haven't honestly I haven't picked up a financial book in a while. Or I may not I, or I read it like every okay, I can't say in a while because I just read a real estate book. But it's like you don't have to, you know, I don't, I just feel like you have to just find what works for you and still being disciplined enough to change understanding in certain areas when you do need to make that different um that different adjustment to go a different way and then also knowing when you i need to move or when i need to rest or when i need to do whatever the case may be just understanding what works for you and when to do it and when to not do it so to speak Tough. It's, it's a balance it's a balance <laughs> but as long as you see progress and as long as you see yourself and that could be big or small progress I feel like don't be hard on yourself the fact that you can even identify something that was a mistake is 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 a milestone in and of itself I think at the end of the day and it's awesome to, with all the self-discipline when you're saying you were reading books and doing all this stuff and doing all this research we have to make sure that it doesn't stop there. Um, you implement it, right. what you learn, so you can Absolutely. be um, a little bit more hands-off. Once you read the book and you put your money into your IRA, these stocks, you don't have to. It's there. It could grow now. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you can learn more along the way, but I think one of the key things with self-discipline, yes, you can do all these things, um, but doing that actual action that goes beyond the learning process is what's going to make the difference i could save all the money i want but until i buy my apartment i'm still at my mama's house <laughs> so i could read all the heartache books how to get over someone but until i put those things into place i'm still in the same place 
So the last thing I think I want to say about self-discipline is just I want to talk about emotions. Um, Because something I said earlier just made me think about this too. For a while, like I was saying earlier, for a while you might gather up that motivation to go to the gym or to eat right or to, you know, be faithful, whatever it is that you're trying to be disciplined at, right? But unless it feels good, unless you change your emotion about that activity or that thing, I just, I feel like you're going to spiral back or go back to doing whatever it is that's comfortable for you, if that makes sense. Unless you are able to feel the reward from, you know, you might be able to put that drink down or to not go visit that, you know, website or, you know, do certain things. Unless you feel the reward of saying, you know, I'm being good to myself. I am doing something, you know, healthy or um, I'm, I'm finding other ways to reward myself versus, you know, rewarding myself with a drink. I'm, you know, rewarding myself with something else. I just feel like you're going to go back into those bad habits. So I guess what I'm trying to say is um, self-love too is, is, is definitely going to help in that journey with self-discipline because if you are in a place where you're like, I love myself enough to um to do us do us right i guess or you know i want to be healthy i want to be happy right mm-hmm. and not just for a short moment of time but for you know forever for eternally then you're gonna do the things that are are right i hope I, i'm explaining that or putting that right yeah that makes sense because if you unless you your outlook on it is a positive like you're doing something for a greater good you're mm-hmm. not going to see a point in doing it exactly and it's like you have to see the greater good in your within yourself you like mm-hmm. you have to love yourself to not pick up that drink you have to mm-hmm. love yourself not to cheat on you know your your partner you have to love yourself enough not to cheat on your diet on your goals on your exit not to cheat on your business you know yes yes and that's what i was that's what i believe like that it comes a point in time in your your discipline process where you go to a point like you will never ever get back to this point again like there's some people in your past that you no matter what how many times they call you text you you will never ever walk down that that reality again and you good like you right. no matter like you get to a point where you got so like so much financial literacy that you know i'm not gonna spend my money on that that's dumb like because that's this point mm-hmm. so there comes a point in your discipline that you your old way of thinking your old ideology is not even gonna 
because it's just like gross like think about something you did in kindergarten you wouldn't go and do it right now like something's there but there's a certain decision you wouldn't put glue in somebody's hair you wouldn't <laughs> eat a crayon no. like you know no matter what you you know you will not go back there no matter what yeah. and so I just think we went with the, the discipline and with along our journey as the, the more we learn and the more we go through these experiences that's the beautiful part about it the more we live these life experiences it makes us wiser it makes us smarter and so in making us smarter in a certain level we be like once we might have just wanted to learn how to you know how to finances finances for dummies and then once you get that in the bag now you're trying to learn more things and at one point in time i was y'all we, we, we might need to even do redo the investment episode because my whole mindset don't even think like that in, about investments anymore because i'm growing and so now I, where one during the investment episode i thought that stocks and IRAs were the best thing in which I still gonna put my money in stocks and IRAs but now I'm thinking I need to put more of my money in my actual business like can we start a marketing fund can we start a PR fund like I'm ready to just pay people because I'm paying other businesses so they can develop their crew why not pay my own business why not pay my own real estate bit like I'm just on like a whole new level of investing and so the more you grow the more you'll be exposed to and the more it's just it, it goes up from here and things you yeah. didn't know we don't know what we don't know and so that's exactly that's what i just couldn't i was like i know what i'm trying to say but i just can't no you no you don't even i was trying to say that earlier and i didn't know how to say exactly. it like, i don't even want to eat this ice cream anymore because i know it's gonna make me feel bloated and it's gonna have me having pimple face yeah. i don't even want to go here anymore i don't even want to waste my time on this person or this exactly. You will never, because it's just like, I already know what that outcome breeds. So why would I even, you don't even have the desire to do it anymore. Like, I don't want to miss the gym. Like, no, I'm not going to happy hour. I'm about to go to the gym, I'm about to get this workout on. Because I'm trying to ride right. somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just get so addicted right. to, you know, keep yourself and do it good for yourself. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> And it becomes fun. Yes. It becomes like, uh, it really, y'all have to get there. If y'all don't, y'all ain't been there, y'all. It's like a feeling. It's a good feeling. It's a, like, to just know that like, and you don't even feel like you turning down it anymore. It doesn't feel like you're, and that goes back to that suppression. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even feel like I'm suppressing. It's just like, you know better. So like, what, when you know better, like I know better than that. It's not even, I know better than that. It's, it's even deeper than that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No. I think it goes to that purpose. When you have that purpose back behind your drive, you're like, I know I want this, this generational wealth and this family unity so much. Like this is going to get us that. And I'm locked in. I think that's what it takes. You just have to be locked in. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's actually beautiful to get to that place. And I think it's important for people to know that maybe it's not always easy to get to that place because sometimes mm -hmm. you have to get hurt so bad to get to that place. You have to be in debt so bad to get to that place. Like hopefully not. Mm -hmm. But the reason why you're like, I'm not going back there is because you went through some type of pain. The reason why you're like, exactly. I'm not going to go on this trip and charge my card up when I don't have the money is because you're like, <laughs> Uh, I'm in a hole right now. I've been there, and that's why it's easier to do that. But um, 
like you said, it's the experience. And so I think that's a really good thing to, to say and to know and to tell our soulmates and to tell me is because a lot of times we take um, those, when you're in the pain, it don't feel so easy. But once you're on the other side, Mm -hmm. then you're like, okay, no, of course not. Like, And, and I think that's the goal to remind ourselves when we're in the pain, like feel the pain, go through the pain, cope, cry it out, let it out, do whatever you need to do. Give yourself a window, like, so that you don't do it for a long, extensive period of time to where it becomes unhealthy. But then also being soft on yourself and know that it may reoccur, like something could trigger it and you can feel it. So giving yourself that, that, that gentleness, that grace to allow yourself to feel it, but also knowing that one day I'm going to get to a place to where I'm going to know better. Like this is this is the experience that's gonna put that sense of of knowingness in me. Like this is all gonna make sense. Like or that used to be me and Jarvis is saying like when something arises that we just did not understand, we'd be like just make it make sense. Just just make it make sense because I don't obviously it don't make sense to me right now and I don't know what's going on here. Just make it make sense. So like it's gonna make sense sooner than later as to why you went through this maybe it was you know to get you to become i don't know i don't know what why we go through the things we go through but when you get through them like you said Tiff, once you get on that other side you learn what 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 it is that what did i need to develop what characteristic traits that i needed to go through so that i can move about life when coming to my next person or my buying my next property because in in all the books that i'm reading is telling you you're going to make mistakes no matter what business venture you do, what relationship you get in, what the grass is never greener on the other side. It's always going to be some hiccups along the way. But what am I going to learn from this hiccup? And how yeah. is it going to make me better? And, and us better. Yeah. And as every generation gets better and better, there are things that we don't have to learn from. Like, I didn't have to learn about credit card debt because I, I was literally taught you know, mm-hmm. to pay off your credit card every month in full. Because you're because and there was a why base behind that. You will be able to build your credit. And then you and mm-hmm. then I also knew attached to credit cards are interest. And so I already knew that because my mother passed that down to me. So there's some struggles you won't have to go like our children won't have to go through because we have already taught them that. But there's other struggles that someone can tell you. And you still gonna go through it and you still have to experience it for yourself. Um, so I just wanted to make sure like people know like some some struggles you don't have to go through. Yeah. Yeah, and when I say mistakes, I'm not necessarily referring to struggles, but I'm just saying in the learning process. Yeah. You, like and because anything, like you said, you don't have to go have millions of a credit card debt just to say, hey, I learned about financial literacy now that's not the case you don't have to go and and dive in head first and that's why I think it's important for people that do have these particular did make these mistakes or have past experiences that they can share so that it can shine light to teach people because I think it all boils down to the education like the more educated you are or someone educates you with their experiences or you learn from them 
being open to learn, having a willingness to learn, it can, in the long run, it can be, it can help you avoid some mistakes. And that's why they say, be strategic, do your research, learn. So, but it's only so much learning that you can do before you actually, when, versus you getting out there and getting it done, like you were saying, you have to still take the action. Yeah. At the end of it, I think we just need so much to be so much, to give ourselves so much more grace than we give ourselves. I know for me, particularly, you know, I really do think about every little thing that I've done and it could be a burden. And so, you know, the fact that y'all keep saying, you know, we're going to make mistakes and stuff like that, it's yeah. true, but we need to give ourselves grace while learning. Yeah, while and, learning. and adjusting correctly. Yeah, because, and it goes to um, what Robert Kiyosaki was saying, in our current education system, it teaches us, you know, don't make mistakes. If you made too many mistakes on a paper, what did you get? A F, you got a zero. So failure is a bad thing. So it's programmed us into thinking mistakes are bad, failures are bad. When you do something wrong, it's bad. But we got to realize and be compassionate. Imagine he was just comparing it to when you ride a bike or when you tie your shoe, you're going to, you're not just going to get the shoelaces and just, you know, perfect bunny ears every time. You're going to make mistakes along the way. But imagine if you just made a mistake and you just said, I can't tie my shoes. Hmm. And then now you're walking around, you can't tie your shoes at whatever age you are. But anyways, I was saying all that to say, like, we... We just have to be like a lot more gentle on ourselves and realizing that mistakes, and he said mistakes are good. Like even in sports, when you compare like winning a game, unless, you know, some teams they do go with a perfect record, but most teams they'll go with a somewhat perfect record and it'll have like two or three losses. So 20 and two and realizing that when you make mistakes, it's all a part of learning and growing. So it's not a bad thing to make mistakes. Now, do you want to intentionally say, oh, I'm supposed to make mistakes? No. <laughs> like, so go out and be reckless. That's not what we're saying. But just realizing when a mistake does happen, it's just here to teach you. And yeah, you may even make the same mistake three times, five times, ten times. I don't know how many times it takes for you to get those small little tweaks so that it can eventually work out. So it's about if you have that willingness to correct and to try to, you know, I don't even want to say correct because I don't, but like, you know, if you just have that uh, that ability to self-analyze, do a self-analysis and have an awareness of like, okay, yes, I made mistakes, but don't feel like it's a bad thing where you have to beat yourself up. Like, how could you have done that? You you knew better than this. You you Like, everybody <laughs> is making mistakes. Everybody don't know better. Exactly. Everybody didn't know better you didn't you didn't and so this is how you're learning better because you're going this particular situation is teaching you better so right mistakes are a part of life and i'm starting to learn to be a lot more um open and not being hard on myself and not being hard on my students if you made a mistake like you still have a chance as long as you have breath in your body you still have a chance to improve so we should be more so focused on improvement instead of mistakes like yeah I made a mistake but how did I improve this mistake right and just going back to self-discipline I think um it'll be beneficial to all of us now I haven't even pinpointed these things out yet to see what things are distracting us 
what are mm-hmm. the distractions we need to, you know, get out of the way? Um, mm-hmm. Or what are the habits that we need to, to, to bring to the forefront so that we can be more disciplined? Um, right. And then we'll be able to be more disciplined. <laughs> because there are, I mean, I do really believe we need to be disciplined. And so there are just some things like, what are your distractions like? What are they? Yeah. Instagram is mine for sure. Be scrolling, but um, what are my distractions and what are my things that keep me on track? What are the things that keep me on track? I try to get all my work done before um six to seven because I know I want to go for a walk because that de-stresses me. That's a a happy pace place for me, and so um, I'm just thinking about the things that make you more productive or disciplined and what are the things that keep you stuck Mm. yeah no that's it i think that really is the key to it is understanding like going back to what he was saying that overlying understanding of self so understanding that okay i have these wants i have the desires right and not necessarily and there's a few things that you can do you can either stop yourself in your mind and say okay i'm not gonna even think about that i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna do that or you know once you do have those thoughts and understanding okay i want to you know i would like to scroll on instagram you know for an hour or whatever but you know being productive about it or you know making taking that action stopping that action right so saying okay here this is what i want to do but i'm not gonna um feed into or do this thing physically i'm not gonna act on this thought right and then right yeah that's really what it is it is for me it's just understanding that we all have thoughts we all have wants we all have desires but it's a difference when you stop yourself from acting on that want or that desire and you redirect it into something that's going to be positive for you and help you for your purpose and you know yeah you said it that's the whole episode summed up (laughs) like perfect all righty so what time is it y'all it's affirmation time it's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. Y'all, if this is your first time tuning in on the Soul Feeling Podcast, we always, 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 always end our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what the heck is an affirmation? An affirmation is any statement that you are using to transform your life. Either you transform your life for the good or you're transforming your life for the not so good. In the Bible, it states, let the weak say, I am strong. So on those days when you're not feeling weak and like your best self, um, on those days when you're feeling weak and not like your best self, you still have to speak uplifting words over your life. Um, things like I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm achieve um, beyond the world's most highest imagination. I don't know something positive, y'all. And so it's three of us i'm affirming that there are millions billions trillions of y'all out there tuned in so let's go ahead and end this thing out with our positive affirmation i am affirming that i am the master of my thoughts and i do not allow my thoughts or feelings to dictate my actions but to move in accordance to my dream and goals that i have a vision for myself Kobe, you made that up <laughs> oh. I put, I put together some different things, but 
Girl, yeah. that's good. Girl, that sounded good. <laughs> like, Write that one down. Put that in the book. Put that in the book. Okay, I'm going to definitely. What I was really feeling with this episode is like, I'm not, I'm the master of my thoughts. I'm in control here. Because, yes. master, like, being the master of your thoughts, our thoughts run so wild. We mm. have to become the master of our thoughts. Yeah. That can drain us, girl. Yeah, I know. Because mm. like, it all start with them thoughts. Yeah. It's according to my the, my goals, my higher purpose. Mm. Mm. I mm-hmm. need that. Yeah. Can you say one more time? One more time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what did I say? I gotta think I gotta think. I gotta think. What did I say? What you didn't even write it down? No, I'm trying to think. Okay, okay, okay. Oh my god. I am oh. the master of my thoughts. I do not allow my thoughts or feelings to dictate my actions, but move in according to dreams and goals that I have envisioned for myself. Mm. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Okay. Thank you for that. I second um, that. I second <laughs> that too. I second that. Um, um, are you going to go, Jess? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go after that? (laughs) I'll I'll go. Um, Um, Okay. Um, I am joyful in this very moment, and the me now and the me I want to be. There's joy tied up, entangled, all up in that. Yes. Yeah. I am allowing God's divine energy to flow through every decision, every decision, every action, every step that I take shall be divinely guided by you, God. And I am moving with purpose and I am controlling my desires and my thoughts. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really hope that this episode resonated with you all. And if it did, please feel free to share this podcast on your social media platforms, whether that's a retweet, an Insta story, or you just reposting it on Facebook. Your shares go a long way. And yes. if you haven't already subscribed to us on any of our any of our streaming platforms, which is SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or YouTube, go ahead and subscribe and be part of our soul filling family. And lastly, if you are watching us on or listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we just need one thing for you guys: put a five star rating. Five. Five stars. <laughs> it writes something soulful <laughs> and sweet because those will help us get higher and higher in the rankings. And when I say the reviews y'all be posting be so heartfelt. Oh my god. We love it so much. We do. We do. <laughs> Thank you. We read every last one of them. Yes. We drop do. them in the in the um the group message and we literally just love on y'all. Good job. Yeah, maybe share some in the future. So thank I you. I think guys. we should share them all. 
We yeah, we should, we should, we should share one every episode. Uh, so, right? Okay. Um, let's do that. Um, we love you guys so much, and just go out and today make it an amazing, great day because you deserve it. Yeah. Until next time, soulmates. We love y'all. Bye. 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 Y'all, I forgot to say this during the episode, but. Oh. Like, if we can go hard for the man, you know, hard for that money, <laughs> hard for our jobs, you know, it was like something you said that just clicked in my head. Like, we be going hard because we in fear of, like, losing our jobs, losing, you know, that paycheck, mm. right? But we got to go hard for ourselves just like we can do for our jobs. We got to be disciplined. Girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy for me to wake up. At 5 a.m. and 4 a.m. when I have to go to work. <laughs> but when I want to do that on me my too. own, I just be like, ah. No, right. I'm the same thing. I've been so pitifully sad. But you know what? I get my work done for all the other jobs. But when you come to South Philly, I mean, like, okay, I got to be disciplined enough. I got to act like this a chick. Like, even though. We not getting paid right now. I gotta act like it's a check that I'm not gonna get if I don't do this work. I gotta really, you know what I'm saying? Because it is a check we're not gonna get because we're not doing the work. Mm. I'm like, we have it. We're disciplined. We know how to do it. It's just we need to do it for ourselves. You gotta do it. No, and then that even goes even further. It's just going so hard for yourself. Even go so hard for other people's happiness. Is my mama happy? Is my mm. is my brother happy? Is my man happy? Are you happy? Ooh. I have to go hard to make sure I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. Yeah. That part. You stayed this far. You got some, you got some extra gems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.